Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin. Well, good evening, everybody. We're back again. I'm here, Vince. I'm here with Darren and Libby. Hello. We're glad you come back this week to listen to us once again. And we hope that you're finding some relevant content in what we're saying. Hope you're looking at Bitcoin. Bitcoin currently today is at $10,300. Down slightly from last week, but uh, I think that's only for a short period of time. I believe this week we would like to discuss Bitcoin mining. There's been an awful lot in the paper recently about mining of Bitcoin. Has there? Oh yes. Mostly talking about energy consumption and why or why some countries are getting in and out of it, how much energy it takes to mine a Bitcoin. Oh. What did I read recently? The Bitcoin that's being mined uses the same energy as Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan? Well, I don't even know. Like, is that how you pronounce it? Uh, Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan, uh, sure. I think it's Azerbaijan. Oh, it's Azerbaijan. Well, someone who knows, tweet us. Yep. Correct us. Yeah, I like the way Libby said it, but then again, she's English, so she says most things properly. Okay, so let's talk about what is Bitcoin mining? Are you reading this from your phone? Well, I'm going to read a little bit from my phone because it's kind of important that, that it get, comes out right. So what you're saying is you don't actually know about Bitcoin. That's right? not true. I'm going to read what I got here and then you can give me your two cents, Darren. Bitcoin mining is a process by which transactions are verified and added to the public ledger known as the blockchain. Boring. Okay. Well. <laughs> oh, no. Carry on. Sorry. I won't interrupt. Oh, no, 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 no. Last thing I want to do is bore people. So, Darren, you put it in layman terms. People out there want to know simply what Bitcoin mining is. You can't create money from nothing. There has to be a cost. And for Bitcoin, that means it's Bitcoin mining. We need more facts. Let's, let's get some more facts. Okay. So, who, who currently is mining the most Bitcoin? Where's the most Bitcoin mined right now? Mm-hmm. Libby will know because she's on her phone. Oh, I'm, I'm on Instagram. Oh, you're on I'm, Instagram. I'm, I'm Instagramming photos of you while you talk. I, I believe from what I've read, and I'm not sure they're doing the most of it, but an awful lot of Bitcoin mining is done in China. They're having a big problem because it is being done with coal fire plants. Cold fire. Cold fired plants. Cold, Thank you, Darren. Cold I, fired. Cold filtered beer? Coal. No, it's not beer. Coal. Oh. Coal. C-O-A-L. Right? So it's cheap, but it's also really bad for the environment. Yeah, but it's kind of over now because like, China's kicking out most of their miners. They're kicking out most of them, but there's still an awful lot that is mined in China. I heard they're all moving to Canada and Quebec. Russia's starting up a big initiative. so They're all over the place. Hey, energy costs in Quebec are low. Mm. And the Quebec government and Quebec Hydro in particular, are actually encouraging Bitcoin miners to come. Apparently, they have such a surplus in energy that they're able to do it and do it for a very cheap cost. Yes. Well, the main cost in mining is power. When people first started mining Bitcoin, you could mine Bitcoin on a desktop computer. And uh, I think I was reading on Reddit one day where some fellow was using his desktop computer and he was mining quite a few Bitcoin 
And then he decided to stop because he was only able to mine 50 Bitcoin a day, which is, in, in his opinion, wasn't enough. Wow. And that post was filled with some regret. But in the very early days, hardly anybody was mining Bitcoin. And the program for mining Bitcoin is set up so that a certain number of Bitcoins get mined every day. And then every four years, a halvening occurs. And a halvening is when the number of Bitcoins that are available to be mined per day get cut in half. Initially, didn't take much to mine. Then people started realizing that the computers with graphics cards mine more effectively. They also use a lot more power and give off heat. So people started moving to that and uh, buying higher-end graphics cards. And then eventually... A couple of companies started making dedicated computers specifically designed for the purpose of mining Bitcoin, and we call those ASIC computers. Bitmain is the big maker of those, although Samsung has recently announced they're throwing their hat in the ring for making mining rigs for Bitcoin. Last time I checked, I think the, they were making S9s, and they're running about approximately four to $6,000 US per machine. Do you have a machine that's able to mine Bitcoin? Well, yeah, you know, and if you had a Bitcoin mining machine that you purchased a couple years ago, they're basically obsolete. They're just, they're so much slower compared to the new ones that it's not even worth running them. Um, so you need dedicated hardware and that dedicated hardware takes a lot of power and gives off a lot of heat. Because the 4,000 something that you just mentioned for the machine does not include the power it takes in order to mine the Bitcoin. That just gets in the machine that can do it, right? That's correct. Generally, with the price of Bitcoin, it's around ten or twelve thousand dollars. Changes over time, but I think about a month or two ago, the, the break-even point, meaning the point at which your machines are paid for and start to make money, is about four to five months, which is great. However, power is the main cost after the cost of your machines. And if you live in an area that is hot, so you have a hot climate, meaning it's harder for you to cool your machines, meaning you have to either run air conditioning or, or find a way to dissipate the heat. Costing more money. The, just the power alone to run them is, is massive. A huge portion of your cost is in power. If a lot of people out there, including myself, are thinking that Bitcoin's too big to fail, but the question I have is if it costs so much to mine, i.e. in energy, and if energy prices keep going up, are we going to get to a point where people, it's just not worth it for them to mine Bitcoin? What you have to understand is the difficulty in mining Bitcoin is really just dependent on the total hash rate. What is hash rate, Darren? Okay, so if I'm mining Bitcoin and I have a machine and it's crunching away the numbers, right? Sure. And someone else has a machine that crunches away the numbers twice as fast they have double the hash rate. Hash rate is really a measurement of the ability of the machine to crunch numbers. You're going to create a Bitcoin before I am then? Statistically speaking, yes. Sure. I mean, it's still kind of a guessing game, but over the long term, or even over even a short period of time probably, machine A running hash rate of 10 versus one running 20 means that you're gonna get half the Bitcoin. That's hash rate. But see, if power is too expensive and people stop mining, the Bitcoin program, the mining routine, measures the total hash rate out there 
and then it will make it easier as the hash rate falls. Basically saying make the program as difficult as I need to so that we can mine a total of X amount of Bitcoins per day. Right. So if all the miners stop and I'm running my little computer and no one else is mining Bitcoin, my little computer will mine all the Bitcoins every day. Ah, I see. So the more people mining Bitcoin makes it more difficult for people to mine Bitcoin. Right, and the more expensive Bitcoin gets, the more more people want to mine it. Right. And then the difficulty for mining goes up, which is why today you see governments literally creating farms worth billions of dollars, and all they do is just buy a barn full of mining machines and run it. The payback period being four months, say you invest a billion dollars in a mining operation, 10% is your infrastructure costs. And basically a billion dollar investment, within a year, you've already made two billion back, if not more. It's a fast return. I live in Ontario where we sell off our excess power for next to nothing to a surrounding provinces and states. To me, my personal opinion is if the government was on the ball, sink a billion into a mining farm, you could generate easily a billion to two billion a year in revenue that aren't coming out of the pockets of the citizenry. But they don't want to do that yet because that will legitimize Bitcoin. No. Um, Provincial governments, BC and Quebec countries, President Putin of Russia just gave a speech basically saying Russia is all in on blockchain and mining because somebody finally talked to President Putin and said, look, this is how it's going and if you don't jump in, you're going to be left behind. Hear that, Mr. Trudeau? Well, considering Ontario's already sunk in $2 billion on natural gas plants that were axed and never actually built, sink a billion into something that's actually going to really make you some money. I was also reading a little bit about uh, miners out there that are pooling. So they're actually pooling their well, results right. to help out each other? Well, for example, say you bought a, a mining rig, oh, a fairly new one, or S9 or Ant Miner. I think there's new ones since then. So you sink in four to 7,000 US to buy it and then get it shipped over here and then you buy some specialized equipment to set it up and you start mining when you don't get anything for six months because your one mining machine compared to the whole number of mining machines is so insignificant that statistically speaking you may get to a point where you never get lucky and never mine anything yeah that's why mining pools are created so you and other miners join together and pool your hashing to the point where you are a statistically significant chunk of the whole mining pool meaning somebody's gonna get it and if you're unlucky someone else will get lucky and it all kind of evens out so your income is steadier and less reliant on luck why not share our knowledge and see if we can both make something Right. I mean, that's it's basically what it is. Smaller level miners, if you pool together, you have a much more consistent income. Because say, you know, the power bill comes due at four grand a month. You haven't got lucky and hit Bitcoin for five months. Thanks. When you do hit, sure, you'll get a huge payoff. you got to be able to float it first. That's what mining pools do. They make it easier. More straightforward, consistent income. Mining Bitcoin, it's pure math they're running. And when the machine gets the answer, then they win the stake whatever amount of Bitcoin that would be. And so when they win this stake, is the Bitcoin transferred to their wallet? It's actually created in there. They, they in own the, the Bitcoin. They have created it. Right. So yeah. it's there so they can turn around and sell it right. and do whatever yes. they like with it or keep it. Before they mined it, the Bitcoin did not exist. And all the Bitcoins are going to be mined by 2040, are you saying? Approximately. By 2020, there will be a halving, which will mean that there will be half of the Bitcoin. There's a certain number of Bitcoin that are mined every day. I don't know the number. Approximately. 
16 million divided by 10,000. 1,600 maybe. In approximately June or July 2020, the halvening occurs, which means that half, only half the amount of Bitcoins will be mined. And then four years from there, it halves again and halves again. So that's that's how it functions. Like radiation as it degrades. Like radiation, yeah. <laughs> like, a, like a dying exponential. Yeah, so, you know, a Bitcoin miner takes a shovel and a pick and goes down the elevator and picks out Bitcoin right out of the right out of the ground. You know, it's like finding really. the answer to the, the mathematical equation, right? And then they get the Bitcoin and it goes straight into the wallet. I think that makes it very clear. Yeah, like, I don't really know what the equation is. Maybe it's just a random number that they have to guess. I mean, it could be that simple, but... Right. Well, if you knew what the equation was, you'd have lots of Bitcoin. Wouldn't so who sends out this random number? Oh, it's a program. Oh, okay. So who devised the program? Satoshi Nakamoto. Right. He created the white paper, was involved in programming significantly. But over time, more and more people uh, got in on the programming. It's an open source program. It's available on GitHub. So anybody can view the program. Anybody can try and mine Bitcoin. Certainly. As long as you have the money to buy the computer and want to put forth the money for the energy. I mean, you can run it on any computer. You can run it on your phone if you want. But what's become clear is that the cost of power to try to mine Bitcoin on a non-dedicated computer. And the time, too. It's not worth it. Right. That's all. For those who say mining takes a lot of power, well, how else are you supposed to distribute Bitcoin? Maybe Satoshi Nakamoto should have had all the Bitcoin and then he just sells a certain amount every day. But that's not a valid answer. And it wouldn't be considered a, a fair way to do it as, you know, Satoshi Nakamoto would become very quickly the richest man in the world by a huge amount of dollars. For something of value to be created, it, it comes at a cost. And mining's that cost. Could also look at it in the way um, of a gold mine. What's it cost to mine gold? They're mining more gold than every year than they have ever been before. Are they? Yeah. To try and keep up with Bitcoin? No, the, the price of gold is high, therefore more and more people want to mine it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, companies get a lot of money from investors and buy huge tracts of land and dig massive holes in the ground or whatever they do. You know, so a lot deep, of the miners are dependent on the cost of the product they're mining. The argument is that they're actually creating gold right. or retrieving gold to the point where it's in a usable state. And the cost every year in power and damage to the environment in, in retrieving gold, you know, Bitcoin pales in comparison to that. You have to compare apples to apples when you're talking about creation of value and the cost. Well, presumably each country's mint uses a lot of power to produce coins. Not really. Everything has power. Power to produce a plastic bottle of water is more than what the product itself is even worth. Yeah, people still buy it. So, Libby, who was the uh, snowboarder that uh, from Great Britain that took a bronze in the the big snowboard, the jump, the big jump? Big air. Billy Morgan. Billy Morgan. Shout out to Billy. So yeah. Exciting. Good job, Billy. It's just, it was really exciting. He's really famous now. He's really famous now. Oh, that was amazing. Well, maybe you were saying how big England and Britain is passionate about the Olympics. I didn't really know they were that passionate. Very passionate. Well, I think passionate sports watchers in general. Sure. But I'd say the Olympics is huge. Wow. You know, everyone goes to the pub, right? So yeah. you drink awesome beer and just get to yell it's at true. the TV. I don't know the, how the time zones work, but would they have got more day coverage than yeah. we would have? Because well, they would have been about 12 hours ahead. Because I heard that as far as North America goes, it was down because... Middle of the night. Yeah, or yeah. very early in the morning. We did really well in the skeleton. 
Whatever mm-hmm. that is, I still don't really know. I think maybe you've got gold, actually. Yeah. Uh, will you jump on the sled and go down the ice hill? And... Yeah. I think the sled is like, when they say a skeleton, it's just like bare bones sled. Right. Whereas like the luge <laughs> is like a huge tube. You know like I mean? a spaceship. Yeah, maybe because we don't have many competitors, they're like, just go for the one that no one else wants to do. Uh, and we might do well. That was awesome, know. though. Many people want to do the skeleton, but hey, you knock yourself out if you want to do it. I yeah. don't know. But Billy Morgan did brilliant, and I think there was a, someone did well in skating. It was Who great. Is it, uh, um, Jerry Seinfeld does a stand-up, and he talks about uh, the the luge is both the only sport where you can be forced into it involuntarily. They just throw you in the sled. You're in the luge, buddy. Oh look, he pointed his toes. What an athlete! So what do the other guys, aside from the pilot, do? I know they have to push it they initially. Push, yeah. You gotta push oh, it. Yeah. So yeah. is the pushing? Yeah, because they do have big thighs. And... I mean, you gotta push the darn thing, right? They were talking on CBC about how it's all about the equipment. The oh, because I can't remember the two other things. Yeah. But the equipment's really important. <laughs> yeah, it, it, important equipment is good. Yeah. So yeah, I think it was a pretty successful Olympics for uh, a few countries. I know Canada took the most medals it ever taken in the Winter Olympics. Yay! Um, who else Yay. is really obsessed by Scott and Tessa? I am. Yes, yes. I love. I literally love them. Everybody loves Scott and Tessa. I, I'm obsessed. I don't know I, why. I, 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 I don't I, get obsessed by Scott. Hey, I have nothing negative to say about them. I watched their final performance and they were lights out. They were fantastic. I know. I know. I watched it again last night. Did they so. do their dance to Taylor Swift? No. Oh, what they did though is on the final day they did a tribute mm. to Gordon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I still haven't seen that. No, I, I have haven't. to uh, have to watch that. I'm sure it was. Excellent. For uh, those who don't live in Canada, Tragically Hip is a very popular band that lost their lead singer this year. Yeah, well, in 2017. Downey died of uh, brain cancer. What a movement and a moment for Canada. I got to see the final concert. Yay! Thank you to my cousin Jamie for that. So I'll uh, I'll pose a question out to uh, some of our listeners. Canada won the most medals in a Winter Olympics this past Olympics that just happened. What Olympics did we win the most or have the highest medal count in? Well, Google saw that. Google. What's the reward? Are you offering a reward? Uh, no reward. I'm just wondering if anybody knows it without using Google. I actually knew it without using Google. Oh. Mm. You, well, therefore, you must well, be Google. Well, you are very special. Uh, well, Google and, I <laughs> share, Google and I often consult with each other when we're looking for um, answers. <laughs> Well, we, we all consult does, with Google. Does anybody sitting here know the answer? I'm more a summer Olympic girl. Well, you would be pretty darn close to the answer to my question. Then. Oh, it was in the Summer Olympics? The sprints? Uh, um, Barcelona. A... Barcelona. Atlanta? I'm, I'm, I, thought I, I, this, I thought this was a question for I, our listeners. Oh, sorry. It is sorry, a question for sorry. our listeners, so maybe I shouldn't answer. You know what? I will answer it next week. There we go. Okay, don't forget. No, I will not forget. I'm going to put it in the notes. Yeah, I'm sure you've all Googled it by now, and uh, I'm sitting here dying the answer. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. First one on Twitter gets a retweet. Oh, let's get the Twitter going. Let's get it going. <laughs> okay, listeners, thanks for listening. May the coins forever fall in your favor. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Thanks that- for coming out again. Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin.